breaking down dogma with his karma. This is the Drew Marshall Show. You know, it's going to be so hard to get into the interview with him because I just, I just want to listen to this song. This takes me back, man. Me too. In 1969, Skip Prokop founded the group Lighthouse, along with uh, Mr. Hoffert. And they brought us Sunny Days, One Fine Morning, a whole bunch of just fantastic songs. The world's first 13-piece rock orchestra that went on to achieve international success as Canada's leading rock group. A four-time Juno Award winner, Skip Prokop has written 11 North American and international top 40 hits. He's been the composer and arranger of four gold records, one platinum. Skip was the first rock musician to ever address Parliament and was the honored guest of Pierre Elliott Trudeau, as well as Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. He established Canada's first underground group, The Poppers, who were the first Canadian group to sign a major U.S. record deal and spent their first hours on a live stage opening for the Rolling Stones. Excuse me? Skip played and recorded with Peter, Paul, and Mary, Alvin Bishop, Mama Cass, Elliot, Janis Joplin, Carlos Santana, Richie Havens, Steve Miller, Super Session with Al Cooper, Mike Bloomfield. My goodness. This is killing me here. Since 1965, he's also been a composer of several film scores and popular advertising jingles. Skipprocop.com, the dude between the rock and the hard place, man, is on the phone. What's going on? But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's funny. I've always wanted to say that. Always. <laughs> no. Um... Well, uh, like I said to you a couple of days ago, uh, I'll, I'll start at the beginning and and I'll I'll run it down for you. Can, can uh, I, hold on, I just got to give a precursor to all this. First of all, you had a heart attack, yes? Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but how long ago did you have this heart attack? Oh, uh, I, I think I've had a couple. Yeah, but the last one, the, the absolute last one. Oh, that wasn't a heart attack. You mean the one I'm going to tell you about on April 13th? Oh, okay, well, what was it, man? Okay, April 13, 2013. I woke up in the morning. I felt really weird. I couldn't breathe. I am not an early riser. Tracy is. So it's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm kind of panicking. I get dressed. I come downstairs. And I, Trace goes, what are you doing up? I said, Tracy, I think you better call EMS. This is not the flu or anything. This is heavy duty. So anyway... They come over, checked me, wired me up, got me on the stretcher, and was the last thing I remember was them saying to me, okay, we got one more step on the porch, right? One more step to go down, and then we'll, go, we'll be going over to the ambulance. And that was the last thing I remember, and I was dead. Right in my driveway, stone cold dead. So it took them quite a while, but they got me back. Did they call Benny Hinn? No, not yet. <laughs> oh. No, I, I I called on bigger names than him. Okay. <laughs> nice. Well said. <laughs> Dude. So, anyway, um, they rushed me to the hospital uh, over in St. Thomas, and uh, they they fought like for seven and a half hours to stabilize me. And they finally did. And uh, I wound up in St. Uh, Thomas uh, General for about four or five days, so they really knew, you know, I was okay. Uh, and then they had me booked to go up to University Hospital. What it was, Drew, is it's called, uh, um, 
<laughs> ventricular tachycardia. That's a great band name. Yeah, really. Uh, except I don't know anybody can write it. <laughs> but anyway, um, what what that does, your heart just takes off, and it won't slow down. So it just takes off. They can't tell you why it does this. It just does. And it doesn't stop. And if, if you, uh, you know, I mean, leave it, uh, your heart finally goes, that's it, gang, we're out of here, bye-bye. <laughs> and that's it. So anyway, I went in uh, up to uh, London, uh, to um, University Hospital up there, and uh, great people. I was great, there was great people, uh, you know, on board everywhere. So I was very, very, very lucky. And, of course, I also got to thank, uh, you know, God uh, big time, because I shouldn't have been coming back. Yeah, but, uh, as you had said, this is not the first time you shouldn't have been coming back. <laughs> That's true, because there's more. <laughs> wait, wait, there's more. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Everyone needs to know the backstory of of this. the The first time I met Skip face to face, let me let me just bore you with this because I know you know this, but I'll tell our listeners. I was in my teens. I was babysitting for my youth leaders. I went through the record collection, found this thing called Lighthouse. It was some weird thing coming out of the water, the a globe in hand. I don't know. Yeah. So it was all this, you know, psychedelic album. Late. And then, dude, I just fell in love with this stuff. I'm listening, and I, and I went down to the forum, watched you guys perform there, and you know, I was I was a legit fan. And then. Uh, I, you know, you were doing the show between, you know, Rock and a Hard Place there on, yeah. uh, no, what was it, CFNY? And, yeah. And, uh, and I'd heard some through the grapevine you, you had a heart attack and you were in hospital. And I somehow found out where you were. And I took, as a teenager, the go bus from Richmond Hill down to the subway, the subway to the other subway, that subway to a streetcar, that streetcar to a bus. And I eventually got to the hospital you were at in Toronto. Yeah. It took me like three hours. I get there and the nurse says, are you family? I said, no. <laughs> well, you, then you, you can't go in. And just at that moment, uh, your wife came out and said, you know, he could really use a visitor right now. Let, let him in. Yeah. And I went in and visited you. The first time I met you was... Heart Attack Central. And now here we are again talking about other heart stuff. Dude, take better care of yourself, man. Yeah, well, I am. So what happened was, um, so basically uh, they put an ICD unit in up in uh, University Hospital. And that, that catches your, your heart rate at the top and at the bottom. It's the latest thing. They just, they just sew it in under your skin and plug it into your heart. And if your heart starts to take off this... What it does is it'll give you a little stinger, and hopefully that'll settle down. If the next one will be a little heavier stinger, and uh, if uh, if none's happened at that point, you've got to get out from you know off the road or whatever, because the next one's going to feel like you got punched, kicked by a horse. <laughs> it sounds like a bark collar for a dog. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But anyway. So the amazing thing is, is that I quit smoking on the spot. Um, I came home from the hospital. I started eating properly, uh, you know, not like six, uh, you know, four coffees in the morning with a dozen cigarettes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, a balanced diet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Tracy got me really, really going on a, on a strong diet. And um, and I, I started, you know, lifting weights. I started practicing. I started 
uh, exercising like crazy. And I went out and played all last summer. And I felt like I was 18 years old. I mean, just I was in amazing shape. And uh, I mean, it was like I couldn't believe it, but that's how good I felt. And, uh, and then uh, just around Thanksgiving, something started to happen. And it, it yeah, just didn't feel good. Da -da 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 -da. So long story short, I go to my doctor a couple of times. He said, I don't, this is out of my hands. I got to get you to a blood expert. So we went in and found, you know, but like I was saying to you on the phone, that's good, you know, but you might have to wait six weeks. Yeah. If you're a Brad Pitt, you bid in there that afternoon. <laughs> You know, and let's so, not let's not confuse reality. You do not look like Brad Pitt. No, that's that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, I, when I finally got into Sear, but I was sick all this time, so I'm waiting for like five or six weeks to get in, and I just feel like crap. And it's like Thanksgiving dinner. You got to be kidding! I'm gonna throw up at the table. Uh, it, it, and no energy, and just like, whoa, what is going on? Hmm. Turns out the first big set of blood tests, and, and her name is Dr. Uh, Rena uh, Santani. She's like, everybody told me she's the best in the business, and I have to believe it. She is so thorough and such a, an, an incredibly smart woman. But anyway, so... We got the first blood test in. They were just like piles of stuff they took out of me, like four vials. And um, that's when they discovered I had diabetes, too. Hmm. So, you know, uh, w we started on, you know, working on a, on diet and all that kind of thing. But somewhere along the line in all of this, it has uh, caused some problem with my liver or my kidneys. So, like I was telling you yesterday, Drew, uh, uh, I have like the little African boy's stomach, and it won't go away. So, um, uh, and I got to really be careful of, of my uh, uh, water retention, yeah, uh, because it, it just keeps coming. So, uh, there's certain pills. Like uh, when I first got out of the hospital, uh, I was on a ton of pills. Mm. So the good news is, thank the Lord, I'm off uh, a lot of that um, and handling the uh, diabetes strictly through diet, uh, and that's working out very, very well. And um, but in the meantime, I have I really do have a loss of energy. Um, I, I I I tried. We tried to do three different things in Lighthouse. Uh, one was all all play and let's see what happens and. Uh, by the time we played 245s, I was just, like, dead. And uh, and the first three or four shows coming up were were 90s. And I said to the guys, I, I don't even know how I can do this. I got nowhere to go to take a break. So anyway, um, uh, anyway, we then we said, okay, let's try this. Uh, I said, um, you know, I'm going to work with Jamie, and it's my son. And it was interesting. A lot of people, you know, they... <laughs> They kind of relate to him as a studio engineer, guitarist, uh, producer, uh, that kind of songwriter. But what they forget is I've been teaching him drums since he was nine, mm -hmm. and he is just a monster. So I said, look, at, uh, to Paul and Brenda, I said, what do you think about We Try Jamie? And they went, they were a little, you know, kind of, well, you know, he could do it. I said, oh, I know he can do it. 
And so anyway, that was it. Um, we went down, tried, let's, uh, I'll do two songs, then I'll play some percussion or something, and then you do two. We did that, and that didn't work. So by the time I got back from Toronto to Aylmer that day, uh, Tracy uh, was sitting here, and she said, Skip, I want you to sit down. I want to talk to you. And I said, okay, what, what, what's going on? And uh, she said, the guys had a meeting after you left, and they don't want you to play. Oh. They said the stress was, they could see the stress building on your face right. as the rehearsal went on. And they don't want you to play. They, they want you to... Who's going to be uh, Skip Prokop in Lighthouse? Oh, I don't know, but Jamie's doing a heck of a job as a drummer. No way. Your son, listen, I've seen him play, right? I mean, I've seen him play guitar, I've heard him sing, but he can't be, he can't be a killer drummer. He's a killer drummer. Really? Yeah. I don't know, man. And you know, just because he, just because just because he's your kid doesn't mean he should be. Uh, he should be. No, uh, no, no, no. Man. I know that. And and, and you know, there wouldn't be, if anybody in the band had us said no, like one of the horn players, Russ Little. Yeah. They're raving about him. Really? They they're raving about him every time he sits on those drums. Like uh, I mean, these are heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. Russ Little, Paul Hofford. Simon Wallace, Steve Kennedy, Ralph Cole—they're raving about him. I think I, I think you are just a biased dad. I think you're just because there's no way your kid can be that good of a musician on drums. Well, whatever. Yeah, but I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, it's given Lighthouse, uh, you know, more more life. So you got to be—you got to be just absolutely proud of, of well, Jamie. Yeah, of course I am. Yeah, but like, look at the Moody Blues. Lighthouse uh, was hired to go on the Moody Blues cruise in April, and of course that was a biggie for me. I couldn't go. They wanted me to go. And I said, "What am I going to do? Come out and go hi?" <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't do anything. Yeah, uh, and then on top of it, it was going to be a huge disappointment. It was so disappointing to Tracy because we were playing with the Moody Blues, Roger Daltrey, the Zombies. Uh, a whole bunch of people. So who played? Did Jamie do that? Yeah. You're kidding me. No, and the band just blew the place apart. It just, like, blew the place apart. Listen, man, I went down and rehearsed with Jamie three days in Brantford in the studio, and that's one of the things the guy said uh, in the band. I, 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 I rehearsed with him three times, yeah. and it was things like, Hey, Dad, how that fill there, how are you doing that? I go, ah, yeah, this way, da 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 whatever. And he goes, ah, I couldn't figure that out. So you mean like this, da 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 Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> so, I mean, the, uh, we went to see their sound check at Dalhai. Yeah. Uh, whatever, um, you know, just before the cruise. And, um, man, like, they were so good, and the guys in the band were just, like, freaking out. I mean, they just said... You know, how does it feel to stand out there and listen to your son not only playing incredibly well, but playing your fills? That's pretty cool. So I anyway, wonder. I wonder. Now, here's a big question, though. I wonder how he feels about it. Jamie, how do you feel about it? <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> hey, what are you doing on there? <laughs> Well, I thought okay. I'd pipe in from the uh, from the Toronto Jazz Festival and say hi. Okay. 
<laughs> I, I so wanted to set you up like this, man. I tried to get you to say some kind of slag about your son, some kind of crap, and you wouldn't do it. Yeah, that's he right. Was looking, he was digging for dirt. You were digging pretty good, Drew. Oh, I tried so hard. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on the other line, Jamie Prokop. Tonight, uh, Lighthouse is playing down at the uh, is it the Toronto Jazz? Is that what it is? We, What's we just did. It was just this afternoon. Oh, we, just, we okay. literally just we just got done. I'm I'm sitting in the distillery district in Toronto having a pint right now. Oh, thanks. Thanks for rubbing it in, you big jerk. <laughs> well, how did the gig go uh, this afternoon, Jamie? It was great, man. You know, the Toronto fans, like Toronto and Hamiltonian fans for, for Lighthouse and even for Dad, they're fantastic, right? I mean, this is pretty much where the where the band was born. Yeah. So everybody was super cool today. The guys in the band had a ball. It was great sound, great tech. Uh, the people in the crowd were great. Uh, you know, seats were filled. So it was, a, it was a blast. Skip, let me ask you, man. I mean, seriously, if, if it was somebody else... Who was filling in like that? It would be a, wouldn't the sting be a little a little stronger? Uh, yes, Drew, and I'm glad you brought that up because, I mean, they could go out and get some young hot drummer, but the inter- I, I think that you know it just wouldn't go down the line the way it is with Jamie, because it seems to be trending. Uh, the guy from the Moody Blues has both his daughters out with them now, hmm. singing and playing keyboards. Uh, Roger Daltrey is using, is it Antwistle's son, who's the drummer? He's using, he's using Pete Townsend's brother on guitar as well. Wow. Yeah, right. so, yeah. you know, it's like this family thing. Yeah. yeah. And it is trending that way. So even some of the emails I got about, you know, seeing, you know, not being there, but seeing Jamie. And they said, well, Skip, we miss you so much. But, oh, wow, is it ever great to see a second generation now? Here's Jamie playing, and it's like amazing. And, uh, you know, we're loving it. We just want you to get better. Well, uh, I, I think this is, uh, honestly, I think this is fantastic. You know, I'm a big fan of Steve Gadd, but even if we had the Gadster in there, it wouldn't be as cool as having Jamie Prokop filling in for Skip Prokop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're also a, a bit of an engineer. you got a little sound studio, a little, little, little a, you know, a kick-butt sound studio. Let's give a little plug here uh, for the for the place. Yeah, man. Uh, own and operate uh, IM Studios with uh, a few other gentlemen. Uh, most of the production is done by myself and my uh, business partner and head engineer Jim Kilgore. Uh, it's in Brantford, Ontario, and uh, you know we're 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 kind of doing everything, man. We we do everything from you know small scale demos into songwriting and and uh, you know full scale productions. Uh, we've done two or three full length albums over the last couple of years, so it's been uh, it's been a trip and. Uh, I, I wouldn't take it back for anything, man. You know, when I when I first decided to finally kind of just get right into music, you know, and just kind of go for it, you know, both feet in the deep end, go. Uh, I wouldn't take it back for a second. So it's you know it's it's been great to do it. It's you know it's it's even brought you know me and dad even closer together on a you know on a on a father son level just because it's like I mean he lived it right. Yeah. So it's it's really fantastic to just be able to pull from the family gene pool and all the talent that you know God's given me and. And, uh, and and the things that I've been taught through through Dad, you know, it's been awesome to put them to use over the last few years. That's re- it really is amazing, and it, it's kind of I don't know the whole father son thing. I think it's fantastic, and uh, you know, Skip, you you are one of Canada's gems, man. And I don't know, I know it was it, it's got to be hard for you to sit back and watch Lighthouse uh, do what they do. And by the way, you know, I asked you this on the phone, but you know, when you guys warm up, there is one cantankerous. You know, son of a gun 
who whips that band into shape and is grumpy and snappy and makes it all kind of happen, and that person's not there anymore. So, so who's well, who's going to keep the boys in shape, man? This is really a, a, an interesting thing. Uh, uh, one of our new techs uh, that uh, works uh, with us, he, he'd seen the band several times, so he knows he knows exactly what you're talking about. And it was mostly like Doug and Danny. Like we'd be trying to get a, a, a sound on Donnie Polton's keyboard, and Doug and Danny are up there singing, "Well, ring of fire," <laughs> and, you know, and <laughs> wailing away on his keyboard. And you know, he he thinks nobody can hear it because he's got in ears. And it used to just drive me nuts, you know. And and but and he says, so this new guy who went out uh, to tech with the band. He said, "Boy, a couple of a few of the boys had to step up and become men." Yeah, and Jay and actually Danny just stepped up. Bam! It's like no Good. fooling around. Let's take care of business. Let's get it done. Good. So it's been good. Good, good, good. And, uh, by the way, Drew. Yeah. What a really beautiful treat to have Jamie on the other end of the line. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, we, uh, I asked Jamie if he'd uh, be okay to set you up, and he said, in a heartbeat, man. Let's let's do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. so. <laughs> so listen, there you go, folks. Skip Prokop, a bit of the update, and uh, Jamie Prokop, uh, the, uh, he and the, the band uh, just finished playing this afternoon. When's your next gig? Do you know? Uh, we're doing the uh, Taste of Lawrence Festival here back in Toronto. Uh, down at, I think it's like down on what market or something. Or okay, all right. We're down here around Lakeshore area on uh, July fifth, and we play I think at around nine or nine thirty. Cool, cool. And I know yeah. you guys are playing Rose Theater in September, right? Yeah, yes. indeed. Yeah, We've got yeah. a couple of gigs coming up through the summer. We're go. We're going to be in Huntsville. We're going to be in Markham. Awesome, so. awesome. Well, they're all online. You can find them out. You can creep on Skip Prokop as well. Skipprokop.com. It's where you want to go. Uh, track him down. Send him a note. Uh, tell him you're thinking of him. Praying for him. And dude, you stay healthy, will you? Please. I'm. I'm. I'm working at it, uh, Drew. I believe that. I believe I'm going to get this in here, just so people really understand. I believe that Jesus is healing me right now. I believe it. I won't walk from it. Uh, it may not look like it's happening, but it is happening. And there's a lot of things different about me. Uh, you know, since I just claimed this healing and went, that's it. I'm not going to accept anything but full healing. Cool. So I just want. Cool. Uh, that's how that you know. That's like how positive. Yeah. Uh, you have to be. But, uh, and it's not easy all every day either. Juno Award-winning founding member of Lighthouse, Mr. Skip Prokop, and the prodigy who's kicking butt, Jamie Prokop. Guys, <laughs> so good to chat with you. Thanks, Drew, man. God bless. Okay, see yeah, you, boys. See you, Jamie. Right on. See Thanks, you, guys. Drew. Stay with us. Folks, I want to tell you about the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. You ready for this? For 1250, that's right, only $12.50, we'll mention your organization's name, website, and a brief description. Did you catch that? During each show, we'll read out your organization's name, website, and a brief description for only $12.50. Now, obviously, there's no point in doing that only once during a four-hour show, so we'll read your advertisement four times per show for an entire month, and each time we do it, it'll only cost you $12.50. 
It's kind of like putting an advertisement up on every church bulletin in the GTA. Except you don't have to get permission from that grumpy old lady at the front desk. Now look, because there are limited spots available for our 1250 special, why don't you call us right now, toll-free, on 877-JOY-1250. Now sure, we're right in the middle of things here in the show, but if you call us right now, toll-free, on 877-JOY-1250, we'll take your name and number and call you back on Monday to sign up for the Drew Marshall Show 1250 special. This is nuts. Are you sure we want to do this? How am I supposed to make any money?